Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Amazon.com is reporting a steep jump in quarterly expenses, at gay, and it gave a disappointing profit outlook, blunting its momentum as the e-commerce giant prepares to enter the grocery store business by buying Whole Foods Market. S&P lower today by two points to 24.75, down one-tenth of one percent. Dow Industrials advanced 85 points to a record 21,796, up four-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ down 40, a drop there of six-tenths of one percent. The 10-year down 9.30 seconds, yield 2.32 percent. Gold up 8.80 the ounce, higher by seven. Of one percent, while West Texas Intermediate crude gained eight tenths of one percent to forty nine dollars and fifteen cents a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. I want to bring in right now Richard Richard Clark joins us right now. He's a former U.S. National Coordinator for Security and Counterterrorism, as well as Vinny Catalano uh, from uh, Blue Marble Research to talk about cybersecurity guys. And I and I. Uh, uh, Richard Clark, let me start with you. I mean, the president has been insisting that there is too much focus on what happened with Russia in the last election. Uh, the public seems to uh, agree with that in some polls that show that uh, I think there's been too much focus on Russia uh, by the press and by the media. Uh, and I wonder uh, if you think there's too much focus on what's happened in the past uh, with Russia and, and cybersecurity uh, in the U.S. Well, my focus is on what's going to happen in the future. Because the Russians were able to do what they did in 2016, they will do it again. They'll do it again in the congressional elections in 2018. They'll do it again in the presidential election in 2020, unless we do something to stop it. And the two things they did uh, of significance were, one, um, to use fake social media accounts, uh, to micro-target voters uh, in a very sophisticated psychological warfare campaign, and second, uh, to hack into uh, voting databases uh, and in 39 states. Uh, we don't know exactly what they did when they got into those databases. Uh, we're still trying to figure that out. But uh, if we don't do anything to stop what happened, it'll happen again. So it's not about focusing on the past. It's about focusing on the future. All right, talking with Dick Clark, former U.S. National Coordinator for Security and Counterterrorism, former Assistant Secretary of State for Political uh, Military Affairs, Vinny uh, Catalano also with us at Blue Marble Research and Adriatic Capital Partners. So, Vinny, um, cyber war, whether we like it or not, this is a part of our world, and investors kind of need to think about it in terms of investments, not just their own personal investments, but how it's going to be impacting potentially industries and so on. You said it well. <laughs> Absolutely true. Yes, uh, this transcends uh, the individual uh, industry, the individual economic sector that cybersecurity operates under. And it would be in the best interest of investors to take a look at it from a larger context and see how this transcends into, uh, like a theme, cutting across other areas uh, in the economy, um, and 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 frankly, in all aspects of of business and life. I mean, you know, right now we're at war. It's cyber war, and it's going on. And uh, read Richard Clark's books. Uh, read the book uh, Cyber War from 2010, which will scare the bejesus out of a lot of people. And that was written in 2010. And and a lot of the things that Richard talked about then have come to pass. It really is quite remarkable. And the fact that many within the investment community do not give this the kind of 
elevated importance is, is something that I think is uh, sorely lacking and in investors' best interest to do so. Having said that, um, Richard, we have had other, th- you know, we've had in our lifetime, certainly, this country, we've had things that have certainly, you know, been huge national security threats, and we've dealt with them and we've moved on. Is there a way of successfully, effectively dealing with cyber war? Well, no, I don't think so. Cyber war, I would disagree that we're in a cyber war. Uh, we're certainly in a period where a lot of criminals and uh, intelligence agencies are using cyber techniques uh, for profit uh, and to get information. But cyber war, as I defined it in the book, cyber war, uh, is about nation states taking out each other's infrastructure. Uh, that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure... Um, that there's any way in the foreseeable future uh, to prevent that kind of thing. But it's only going to happen in the context of a, a broader war. And if two nations decide to go to war with each other these days, they will use cyber weapons, among other weapons. Uh, and uh, to say, how do we get rid of cyber war? It's like saying, how do we get rid of war? So... The uh, you know, Vinny, uh, you brought up the business aspect of this. How do you think of this from an investment context? Do you think about it in terms of investing in the companies that uh, uh, provide companies with, and even the federal government with protection, or or what? Well, there's two ways to look at this. One is directly uh, in terms of the importance of investing in the companies, the importance of the industry overall, and then investing in the companies either directly, uh, uh, individual issues, or with ETFs or mutual funds or some combination uh, thereof. So that's one way. The other way is to look at it from the context of what does it mean uh, in terms of its impact for overall valuation for equities, uh, this falls in the category of what I call hard-to-quantify factors. These are factors that don't show up in professional investors' valuation models. There's no way to quantify this. There's no way to plug it into a discounted cash flow model. And so, therefore, guess what? It's kind of like not a part of the equation. And I would argue that it does belong uh, in the equation that it should modify whatever traditional investment methodologies give you, you reach a conclusion using traditional investment methodologies, and this should then require something of a haircut from that. For example, if the conclusion is that the market right now, earnings right now, justify a 20 times P.E., well, maybe you should modify that to a degree for things like hard-to-quantify factors such as uh, cyber and cyber-related issues. So th- that, that's, the, that's, the con- that's the way to bring this into the equation. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, I did a quick search on cyber uh, on the Bloomberg earlier, and it talked about a U.S. Department of Health and Human Services task force that just says limited funding and a lack of awareness of vulnerabilities are leaving federal health programs exposed to cyber threats. Um, Dick, if you had to assess the U.S. government and how prepared we are and uh, whether or not we're spending enough uh, efforts, time, money, and other uh, on protecting all of our infor- information, where would you where would you put the U.S.? Well, you talked about healthcare. The healthcare sector is the worst. They're abysmal. Um, they have not spent money on it at all. Uh, they haven't taken it seriously, uh, and so they're extremely vulnerable. As we saw with the ransomware that uh, hit hospitals last month. Uh, causing hospitals to shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it depends on the sector. The financial uh, sector, the banks, 
uh, are spending a fair amount of money uh, and hiring a lot of people, uh, and they're improving their security as a result. You know, if you look at an, a company's IT budget and you say what percentage of that is being spent on security, cybersecurity, if it's less than 5 or 6% of the IT budget, then they're not doing enough. So that's a good measure. Yeah, it's not perfect, but it's a pretty good measure. A lot of people just aren't making the investment, uh, and they think you know they're willing to run the risk. Well, uh, maybe they'll buy cyber insurance, but cyber insurance won't save you on reputational damage and, and other things. Uh, this you can get secure mm-hmm. as a company, as an enterprise, but it takes a lot of money and it takes a lot of work. And, and it's, the hardest yeah. thing is recruiting the people to do it because they are in such short supply. Yeah, just ask uh, financial firms, just ask any firm that's out there. Uh, everybody's competing for those workers. Uh, this is a conversation, no doubt about it, cybersecurity, preparedness, and all uh, that goes with it. And the investment uh, aspect of it will continue for some time. Our thanks to Dick Clark, former U.S. National Coordinator for Security and Counterterrorism, former Assistant Secretary of State for Political and Military Affairs, joining us on the phone from Washington, Vinny. Thank you, as always. Vinny Catalano, President, Global Macro Strategist at Blue Marble Research, Managing Member of Adriatic Capital Partners, joining Corey Johnson and me right here on Bloomberg Radio.